Welcome to the Dr. Nikki Star Show, a podcast to support you in your spiritual awakening and personal development. As a spiritual teacher, healer, and intuitive coach, my intention is to empower you to live your ultimate potential and your ultimate life. As a former medical doctor and mystic, my role is to bridge the gap between science and spirituality to support you in understanding more of your multidimensional aspects. I share on a diverse range of topics and it's all to support your greatest becoming. My mission is to continue reaching millions of people for the healing and awakening of humankind for the creation of the new earth. Thank you for being here. Hello, beloveds. Welcome to another episode of the Dr. Nikki Star Show. I'm your host, Dr. Nikki Star, and we are continuing on the theme of love and relationships. And this podcast episode, we are talking about willingness, the most important thing that I believe in relationships. And we're going to talk about all the things that have to do with willingness and also when it's not there and also how to cultivate it even more between you and your partner or you and a future partner. And I realized this key to relationships with my current beloved because we experienced quite an on and off experience. And the thing that stuck out to me the most of why it went the distance relative to other relationships in the past is not necessarily because of the love and the connection, because of course they're there. It's like, absolutely it's there. But it was really because of the willingness. Like we both have the willingness to show up the willingness to evolve ourselves, to better ourselves, to better the relationship. And without that, I feel like it doesn't matter how much loving connection you have, like it's just not going to work. And like I said, I had even been, even with working with the couples that I had been working with, because there's one thing, like when I do couples coaching, for example, and I look back at all the different couples, that willingness, I still didn't even realize until my own personal journey with it. Because yes, couples can be committed to each other, but they're not always willing. Like I've had couples who have been arguing and and they were willing to show up to coaching or whatever, but they really weren't always willing to do whatever they it took. And they still got through it. And I I feel like you still can go through it, but the way you exponentially resolve differences and challenges, I feel is that unwavering willingness to do whatever it takes to show up no matter what. Um, But I kind of want to start at the beginning, which is I have observed clients, both men and women, who come to me and share about a relationship or a person that they are interested in. And there is some aspect of the other person that's that's not quite willing. Like they don't wanna be in the relationship or that person doesn't show up fully or they kind of leave them guessing. If you experience that in any way, shape or form, like that person is not really willing. Like they're not really showing up 100% So that may not be the best person to even entertain a relationship with. 
I want to make this podcast accessible to people who are single and in a relationship or they're somewhere in between. And because there's different nuances to the willingness depending on the level of commitment. So if you are single and you meet someone and you're not quite sure if they're interested in you and you sit there playing guessing games with your friends all day long of like, what does this mean? They did this and this and this. I feel like if someone is messaging you and wanting to see you and is into you, they make it very clear their willingness to be near you in your presence is apparent. And that is an important factor to go into relationship with. And it's also someone who like wants to be willing. They're saying like, I am looking for a partner. Not someone who's like, I just got out of a relationship. I'm just not sure. They're not willing. So if your desire is divine union, commitment, and that's what I always speak to. Like I feel from a place of spirituality, I feel that divine union, also known as monogamy, and monogamy in a way that it enhances your spiritual path and it supports you in your greatest becoming, I feel like that's the ultimate goal. That's like hashtag relationship goals where your relationship supports your evolution and your greatest becoming as a human, as a partner, as a person in service to the world, to the greater good. When your relationship helps that, that's the relationship you want to go for. And is that. So if you're single and you're desiring beloved shit, number one thing, the person must be willing to enter into a relationship, period. When you ask them, like, what are you looking for? If they say, ah, I'm just looking to have fun. No, <laughs> not a relation. Not, I don't feel not worth wasting. I don't feel it's worth wasting your time because you don't want to convince anyone of your, for love for you. There needs to be that willingness to want to enter in a relationship, period. The second thing is once that is clear, it's how do they show up for you? Like, how are, is there a willingness with which they're showing up for you? And that goes, like how that translates is, are they asking you to hang out? Are they making plans with you? Are they calling you regularly? Or are you left wondering? If you're left wondering in any way, I feel like that's an that's energetically showing there's a lack of willingness on their side, on the other side. So to make your life easier, regardless of the connection, et cetera, I truly believe for that lasting relationship, you want the person who's willing. Now, in the dating phase, right, like this is where it can be on again, off again, because you're dating, so you're getting to know each other. And there could be a strong interest, a strong willingness, and then things could happen, right? Things can come on your path. and But if you find that in the times where you come apart, it could be a distance thing. It could be a disagreement on something. It could be on not necessarily having the same exact goals. Wherever you see that happen, if you can still find your way back to love and find the way to be together, that shows the willingness on both sides. And in my so in my experience for the first three of dating in that courtship phase and then in that first meeting phase, 
my current partner met all of those where I remember sitting down to dinner. It was like a group dinner. It wasn't even about a date or anything. He had expressed like his desire to meet his soulmate and to be in relationship with his soulmate. And I thought that was beautiful. He announced it to the whole table. We were all asking about, you know, what's our word for the year? And I had said mine was love. And then he had said his was love too. And it was just beautiful, right? And then a second time we met where also it wasn't a date and there was a shooting star and a few of us and we both wished for our soulmates and another friend wished for money, (laughs) you know? So it's interesting to see like all the different things that were wished for, right? So then we get to that, um, like the courtship phase. For the first time in my life, Like I had never hung out with someone every single day where he was like asking and making plans every single day for like a month, every day. I was like, this is incredible. Like I never even experienced this before. We were both in a place and in a lifestyle where that we could work in the day and see each other in the evening every single day. And that like forged a really strong connection quickly. And there was no question in my mind if this man was interested in me or not. And I'm sure the same for him. And so very quickly, we then were like, okay, so we're together. It's it's just us. Like, you know, for him, he came off dating apps. For me, like, I wasn't really dating anyone else anyway. And so it was just like clear, okay, great. Like the focus then came onto each other. And then not long after events would separate us. Immigration events, like in terms of how long we could each be in Europe. Like I was able to get my Italian citizenship so then I could stay in Europe longer. He's a British citizen, so he wasn't able to. So that created distance. And then he got a job even further away. And But then we still met in London. We still, there was still that willingness to want to meet again and want to see how we could co-create life together, even though like the laws of the land were telling us like, no, like, (laughs) so I was able to go to London and then he got a job in Puerto Rico and I was in Ibiza. And that's like such a long distance, especially in the winter, there's less direct flights to Ibiza from anywhere, but I still somehow made it work. And I flew there three times over, um, I guess he was there for how long? Yeah. So it was like November, December, three times in two months and stayed there for a good amount of time. And then he was able to come with me to where, you know, and then we came back to Ibiza for the new year. He came to my family for the holidays. So there was a willingness that with the time that we had, like we would see each other, like we would fly, we would spend resources and energy to make sure that we saw each other. And so that's just like logistical things in relationship. And now even if you're in a relationship, these things still apply. Like how do they apply if you're in a relationship? One, your partner acts like they want to be in partnership and how that translates is just because you're in a relationship or you're married doesn't mean you stop date nights. I always recommend when I work with couples at least one day a week, at least Of course, I recommend more like one night during the week is nice and then both nights in the weekend and then even have daytime like if on Sundays, you know, is just both of you together and you're less on your phones and you're present with each other, that's still dating each other within relationship, which I find to be so important. 
because it's through the getting dressed up, through the making plans and not just like existing together. You experience new things together. You're getting all pretty for each other. And then that also creates that space where it still feels like a D. And then that's also going to increase the amount of times you have sexual intercourse with each other, which I feel is so important to keep the energetic connection in relationships. So regular lovemaking with regular dating is so important to keep the fire alive, to keep the passion alive. And the same thing, like, so now when it comes to challenges of things that can happen in relationship, when there's a difference in how even lifestyle is, if there is a willingness for both people to meet the other person, this is so important. And this happens in dating and relationships. So I want to give you an example. And I like sharing my personal examples And of course, I can share my examples with certain clients too. Um, I remember one couple where they were putting in their papers for divorce and they had a bunch of different issues really about the past, but also just about um, how they manage disagreements and their life plans because he was living in a different country. He was like living in two countries at once. So in terms of them planning like, this is what I need. I need to be able to go back with you or I need to be able to see you this amount of time. Like them getting on a regular rhythm of like what worked for them because his business was having him be in two countries and she felt like there wasn't enough time. And he also felt that too. Also their goals for the future and also around habits, like even in terms of how much substance was used, like partying, drinking, etc. And they really were willing to make it work and say like, okay, if this is what works for you, like, yeah, I'm willing to do that on both sides. And they rescinded their divorce papers. And like in my own personal life, I could see how both ways there was something that we both needed to be willing to meet the other person halfway. So for him, he likes to watch movies (laughs) and I tend to not really watch TV at at all. Like I actually don't even like it on in the background. No. And I only really like it to turn on if it's like a movie, an intentional movie. And so for me too, it's like even what I watch, I'm so intentional. Like I really can't deal with like violence or definitely not horror, anything that could like cause me to go into frequencies like anxiety or any of that, like, or fear-based frequencies. Like I don't, I don't want to put myself into that for any reason. I like my nervous system to be regulated and grounded in the space of love. So it's really funny to have the experience where, you know, my partner is like ex-special forces and like had that whole career in the military and has like seen all kinds of crazy things. And And, you know, he likes those movies. He likes the war movies. He likes the, you know, the ones that are action with the fighting scenes. And for me, those are, I sometimes watch them with like one eye closed, you know, it's really hard for me, but there's been times like, I know that that matters to him. So I started to watch, like, you know, we started watching movies as like something that we did together. Yes, we would go out to dinners and we would go and have experiences, but we were like watching movies and, eventually, like at first I was just willing and I started watching movies, even ones that like, I feel like I wouldn't normally watch or that maybe had a little too much violence for me. But then over time, like I started to be able to be like, okay, 
let's watch more romantic comedies or let's watch more of like this action, but it has love in it. And, and then we could find our way together. But like, I was really willing to meet him. And now for him, he was drinking alcohol when I met him. And normally I wouldn't even date a guy that was drinking alcohol just because I don't want to tell anyone what to do. And for me personally, I don't drink any alcohol, but the way the universe aligned it for us to be together, there was something within me that was like really relaxed about it and almost like knew that he, he wasn't really like this big drinker or something. And sure enough, he shared that with me. He's like, yeah, like being in the military, like, you know, when we'd come home, we'd have a drink, but I didn't drink for years on end. And then I was into bodybuilding and I would never drink because of my diet. And I was always a designated driver and the responsible one. Yeah, I don't really care about drinking. So he would start to order non-alcoholic beer for, you know, and then we were able to find brands that had like non-alcoholic wine. And so for me, he really started to like tone it down now to the point that he doesn't even have anything. Uh, but it took a little bit of time, but I saw his efforts and I saw that really he didn't care so much. And so that's why I was willing to keep going and to see how we can meet each other in these differences. So it's not that we need to like change who we are, but if something doesn't matter that much to us, we're willing to let it go or shift it so that it can work with our partners as well. So it doesn't, it doesn't always mean that when you meet someone, it's going to be perfect or that when you go into relationship and even then you're in relationship, you're going to evolve and new things are going to come into your life. But even another example is like, I love going to ecstatic dance and ecstatic dance is a very particular experience. It's, you know, it's not like typical dancing. It's very free. It's, you know, some people would say it's like a hippie thing. And if you're watching the video, I'm putting like quotes in the air, hippie, quote unquote, Um, but it's different. It's a different experience. And he was willing to like do that experience with me. And here's this like soldier dancing to like going to ecstatic dance. And he, he would make jokes as like erotic, er erratic dance or erotic dance because some people are like rolling around on the floor. And, (laughs) And so I really appreciated his lightness and humor and his willingness to try things for me you know, and just like I'm willing to show up and try things for him. Like even for one of my birthday, you know, my birthday dinner, I'm like one of, <laughs> cause we're always celebrating. But even for my birthday dinner, we went to this incredible Michelin star restaurant. that was like 20 courses and they had a wine pairing. And also we had gone to Bordeaux. And I remember that even when I said, I no longer want to drink alcohol, mainly because I feel like it blocks my spiritual gifts. And also I don't feel there's really any benefit without risk in terms of health and it's a neurotoxin. And I just felt like I don't want to feel like that. It dehydrates us. It, you know, really metabolizes out a lot of our B vitamins. Like there's so many reasons of why I feel that there's better ways the better things to consume and use our time with rather than alcohol. And so it was just like a personal spiritual reason that I stopped. And, but I had always said, you know what, if I go to Bordeaux, I would love to do a wine tasting and I would love to try different wines um, and just see the process and how it's made. And sure enough, in the, the first year of our relationship, we had the opportunity to take a trip to Bordeaux and we went to one of the, the, the oldest vineyards there. And, you know, I, there was like a three one, it was so little, you know, but it was perfect. We got to have that experience together because of my willingness. Like, you know, we both love travel. We both love 
food and there was not so much about the food, but that was more about the wine, you know, tried three wines. They were great, amazing. And it was beautiful to see like the art of how it's created. And then for my birthday, we had gone to that Michelin star restaurant and they had this wine pairing. And I just felt something was like, yeah, have the wine pairing, like for the fullest experience of the Michelin star experience and all these incredible wines that were local and from all around Spain and all around the world. It was like, yes, like it felt like a yes in my body and not for the sake of getting drunk or anything like that, but for the sake of like the art of the food and the wine together. So I was able, even though I have this, I wouldn't say it's a rule, but I have this preference around alcohol. I was able to meet him and, and really meet myself and have a greater, more expansive experience from the lens of having a human experience because my spiritual life and my service to humanity is really at the forefront of my being and existence. But I also have this willingness for divine union and relationship. And with that, I feel like it's important that we have experiences with our partners. It's sometimes our partners want that experience. And we're like, okay, yeah, I can have it with you because I know you want it. And even though he wasn't asking for it, I was like, this would be a cool experience to have. And we had the wine tasting and it was incredible. Like the flavors, like it was just incredible. And I'm so grateful I have that experience. And I'm grateful for that balance we have with each other. But there has always been a willingness for us to show up even better. Um, and even with personal dynamics. And so when you're in relationship, your partner may communicate, like, I need this from you. I, you know, in order to create more harmony or to feel safe or to feel seen, heard, appreciated, this is what I need. And if we love our partners more than love, more than connection, it's that willingness that's the most important thing that will make the relationship even better. It's that will and it's and it's also not only a willingness to do what your partner asks, but then the next piece is there's a willingness for you to show up as your best self and evolve yourself every single day no matter what and show up better and better and better because as you be the best you, you can show up as the best partner. And this is so important in every aspect of life and creation with another person. And it's like, and my partner says all this to, all the time, it's like, you have to love yourself to love someone else. And it's true. And, and the greatest act of self-love is our personal development, is our greatest becoming of ourselves. And then with that, we can be the better partner. And that willingness to show up better for your partner, but also show up better for yourself is so important. So your homework for yourself is really like where one, like if you're in partnership, I'm going to have homework if you're single, but also if you're in partnership. So if you're in partnership, I would say you want to look at a few things of one, where are you willing to show up better for your partner? So for example, like my partner he, I love to share gratitudes between each other, like say what we're grateful every day and for and why. And for him, he's like, words are words. Your softness and your trust in me is the way I feel most seen and appreciated by you. And I agree with that. <laughs> and so the, the more that I'm sweet and soft and really feminine with him, and we're going to get into 
an episode on feminine and masculine polarity and dynamics. But the more that you get into that energy, he always says to me, and so I'm really mindful to be my most soft, sweet, feminine self, along with what works for me, which is me explicitly stating my gratitudes and appreciations, but I'm willing to show up for him the way he wants me to show up. And with him, I always tell him like, your tone matters the most for me. So I really need you to keep like a sweet tone when you're talking to me. Like even if like you're impatient with something, like I just need you to keep a sweet tone. And throughout our relationship, he's gotten better and better and better because, you know, he's really used to just like being, you know, giving orders and all of that. And like with me as your partner, it's like in a similar way, it's like an aspect of sweetness, but still him being his masculine self that he is. But I, I just really need that soft tone and that like that energy, because to me that translate as a kinder, gentler energy because I'm so energy sensitive. So part of our responsibility is to have that conscious communication with our partner and say, this is what I need. And then of course, when we're in partnership is that willingness to show up for our partners. Now, if you're single, the homework is how can you show up better? Like, where is that willingness for you to evolve aspects of yourself to be your best self, which will then, of course, only support you in being even more of a high value man or woman so that you are even more desirable in relationship. You are perfect as you are, but we all have, uh, maybe we can call them shadow aspects or aspects that would serve us to let go of or enhance more to be in relationship. So for example, if you're someone who's very private, it could serve you to be more vulnerable. This would create more connection. Or if you're someone who's argumentative, it could serve you to find the places where you agree more. And instead of creating conflict or disagreement, not even conflict, but even like debate or like, um, yeah, anywhere where there's like not as much harmony or not as much agreement, because part of what creates connection is me too. Oh, you have that experience? Me too. So we can have healthy debates, of course, and my beloved and I have them all the time. But it's also beautiful where you come together and you're like, yeah, we're on the same team for these things. And and you can still philosophize about life, but from this place of agreement and harmony. And even if you're in a relationship, I also invite you to do that last piece. So the other piece I'd like everyone to look at is just your willingness. We can extrapolate love and relationship to all aspects of life and And even in the Tao, it talks about like a peaceful, loving couple then creates that peaceful, loving family that creates that peaceful, loving city or village that then creates that peaceful, loving nation and then the whole world. So the smallest unit of our society is the couple. Because even through the couple, the next generation is birthed. So in your relationships, we can extrapolate that out. And it's like, 
where can you show up with greater willingness for life, for the things that you want to create? That willingness to show up to life every day, that willingness to challenge yourself to go bigger, that willingness to try new things, to experience the breath of life in all the ways. Like, where's that willingness? And I really invite you to to really go all in on yourself and your life, not only your relationship, and have that willingness to show up everywhere, to show up greater everywhere in every aspect of your life. And so with that, I send you so much love. In the bonus content, I'm going to be taking you through an energetic process to activate your willingness even more in all areas of your life, but they'll especially translate to your relationships. And thank you so much for being here and I will see you next time. Thank you for being here. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dr. Nikki Star Show. Please like this podcast and share it with anyone you feel would benefit. Subscribe to the podcast to receive bonus content. And remember, every Monday, the video version goes live on my YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being on the Ascension Path with me and for doing this great work.